What's good, fellow BBWs? It's your girl Sasa here, and welcome to the second episode of Becoming a Black Woman. And today's topic is being a victim. I have a special guest with me here today, and she is Bassi. Um, she, I decided to talk with her about this because she's usually opinionated when it comes to controversial topics and topics and societal issues like this one so yeah i hope you enjoy this episode and i hope you get the information that i want you to get from it hi basi hi asanda how are you for your it's fine it's fine whatever it's fine Tell me what you feel about this topic before we get into anything. Just knowing the topic is um, being a victim, what do you feel about it? Or how do you feel about it? Um, you know, personally, I feel like being a victim is very subjective. It's mm-hmm. like, you know how some people, they're victims and then they like refer to themselves as survivors mm-hmm. instead of victims. I feel like a victim is a very like it's it's a term that makes you sound like you are oppressed in a sense you know like you're hurt Mm -hmm. or you're beyond that person that did that to you um whereas i feel like being a survivor is a situation where you've overcome whatever happened so i feel like being a victim is being in a position where whatever happened to you still hurts you to that moment you know yes Mm -hmm. i have to say on a surface level based on like society as a whole and people saying victim is what people are used to hence why Mm. i use the word victim whereas survivor when you say the word survivor it's only noticed or known by people who actually actually went through certain situations Mm. so to accommodate society we use the word victim but Mm. i understand what you're saying i think you do identify as an activist right i don't think i identify as an activist i'd like to believe that i'm just swayed by certain things because i feel like Mm -hmm. as soon as i say activist it means that i'm behind many movements Mm -hmm. whereas i just eh, if something really annoys me then i feel like speaking about it i wouldn't necessarily go march for it or anything feel like i'm a disgrace to activist <laughs> okay i understand what you say so would you with... consider yourself an activist not at all not at all why i do i do express my opinion on a lot of things i'm very opinionated yes but mm-hmm. i'm not the we must fight you must do this you must do this yes. i feel like with activism you need to have solutions for what you're doing and mm. I don't. I feel like mm. if, if I were to have those solutions then I would become one but because I don't. Hence why I even started started this podcast because I don't have any other solutions. This is the only thing I can do right now. Mm. It's the only thing I know will do what I want it to do but with it, when it comes to activism I don't think that I am fully prepared for it. I don't think that I am of a certain caliber to become one because mm. of not the requirements. Yes. yes, yes. 
So yeah, um, I guess. What would you say is gender-based violence? In simple terms, it's abuse towards somebody because of their gender and not necessarily anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, okay, in simple terms, I guess. Now go deep with it. It's just like when you say, I like strawberry ice cream. And then society's like, no, but then a person like you shouldn't like strawberry ice cream because of one to mm. two. That's the same with rape. You'll think mm. it's rape. And then society will be like, no, but rape is one to three. Or you say, no, it wasn't rape. And society will be like, no, it was rape, one to three, you know. Mm. So until we are able to define those two different situations, I think that this problem, or it is a problem will be ongoing for a very long time. It's been going on for centuries and people didn't care about it or simply weren't educated on it. So I think even that, now... Sorry. I think that with rape victims, right, mm-hmm. this is obviously a very sensitive topic. And so with us saying that it's about the conversation, many of them felt like, it was rape only afterwards, you know, they're like, Mm -hmm. no, I was actually very uncomfortable in that situation, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And so if we then say that rape is rape, you know, rape isn't just rape, then they feel like they cannot come forward because it's like, ah, no, you know, I felt this way or this way afterwards. Right. But Mm -hmm. I just feel like in a situation like that, where it's more about your feeling than the coercion, speak to the person. And mm-hmm. say, I actually didn't feel comfortable with A, B, C, D, E, whatever. However you guys decide to hash it out is how you guys decide to hash it out. I don't think it's... Uh, because rapists are such a big term, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair on either side to say that you raped me because I felt uncomfortable afterwards. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I keep emphasizing that part afterwards. If I say... In the moment, it was cool and everything. Then I was like, mm, I actually didn't quite enjoy that. And I wish we stopped. And then I say, you raped me. I feel like that is so unfair. That it's like, is true. Did, did I rape you though? Or did we have sex? And now you don't like the fact that we had sex. True. Can we start with you while I gather my thoughts? Okay. It's what she said, basically. But then... Also, with 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 something like gender based violence, it's kind of hard to define it because the minute you you hear the word gender based violence, the only gender you think the pain is inflicted on is females is because women. Mm. based on stats and everything. That's who predominantly affects. Yes. I get you. So, the f- even though it's kind of contradictory because you hear gender and you think, okay, so it accommodates every gender. Mm-hmm. But actually, majority, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that other genders don't go, go through this. No, not at all. I'm just mm-hmm. saying with a certain, with this word, it's hard to define it because of that. But the surface level, as you have said, it's abuse or violation of 
a person's rights rights based on their based gender. on their gender, but then at the same time, it's also based on I don't know, yeah power. Let me say power. So mm-hmm. the person who has the stronger hold in the relationship or the situation or whatever, mm-hmm. they are the ones who are always going to try and inflict pains on the ones whom they seem they see as less or mm. less powerful or less stronger or weaker yeah that's the word weaker or whatever but yeah i guess that's all i can say about gender-based violence i'm not really knowledgeable when it comes to that term specifically i totally agree with you i just feel like gender-based violence is something like rape whereby we feel as though it only affects a certain group because mm-hmm. obviously as women we are a marginalized group of people mm-hmm. and so things will um i want to use an analogy like as much as you're a white woman and as much as you're a woman if you're a white woman and i'm a black woman we don't have the same struggles particularly you mm-hmm. know um mm-hmm. i will always be the more oppressed person in the scenario you know yes. And so, therefore, in situations like gender-based violence, it's like as much as we want to look at the fact that men get um, beaten too and men get raped too and all these things, it's a matter of it happens predominantly to women, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like until we can fix that, we, we don't have to combine the two movements of okay, this happens to men and this happens to women. It can lit- I mean, no, not we don't have to combine. We don't have to not combine them. It's one thing. It's like mm-hmm. rape is rape. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who it's happening to. Gender-based yes. violence is gender-based violence. It doesn't matter who it's happening to. And mm-hmm. we can't separate it every time that somebody says, oh, no, my husband beat me. We say, oh, women beat men too. You know, exactly. it's like protesting my protest. But okay. Yeah. You mentioned um, rape. It's as if you knew. So um, people struggle with knowing what rape is. So when a certain situation happens, they'll debate on whether it was rape or not. Some will mm. say it's rape. Some will say it's not rape. So mm. please just like define it for us. What is you know, it? Yesterday I was watching an episode of something called The Good Fight. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about this situation where this guy basically raped this girl but the whole time they refer to it as non-consensual sex right Mm -hmm. instead of rape right Mm -hmm. and that was odd to me but I kind of got it right because there was a lot of blurry lines in that entire situation as -hmm. if there wasn't a definitive yes he got on top of her without her permission and that was it it was more of um they were having sex and then the consent was revoked right mm-hmm. um and so she says that she didn't tell him to stop or anything she just got like she was so drunk that she doesn't remember what happened past the certain point and then obviously from his side then he feels like it's not rape because you let it happen you came mm-hmm. to me etc mm-hmm. etc and she feels like it's rape because mm-hmm. at a certain point i didn't even have the ability to say no mm-hmm right and so it it makes me realize like i've always thought that there's a lot of blurry lines when it comes to the topic of rape Mm. um i do think that when consent is revoked this is my personal opinion 
it is not a fact, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do think that when consent is revoked and things like that, those are things that should be a conversation between the two people. Unlike, how do you feel about this? How do you feel mm-hmm. that we had sex when you were drunk? And technically, drunk sex is rape, you know? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Because a lot of people want to have sex when they're drunk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with their partners or with anybody else. How do we then say, okay, no, this was rape and this was you wanting it to happen? It obviously then depends on the feeling that you both get. But then mm-hmm. after that, you can't then... I want to say, I don't want to say blame. You can't then put it on me that you now no longer feel like you wanted to do it in that moment. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense. I agree with you fully. And so then there becomes a blurry line on whether it was rape or not. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if like both parties had intended to have sex before or both parties were drunk something in that situation you know and then like if obviously if dude you just get on top of me and i tell you to stop and you don't i consider that rape but again i still feel like that can be a conversation between two people i feel it's very Mm -hmm. different when somebody when i feel it's very different between consent being revoked and me not wanting you on me from the get go go. Mm -hmm. you know once it's coercion, I believe that rape is that coercion, that forcefulness, putting down my hands when I'm saying stop, you know, mm-hmm. that aggression and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Would you say it's only related to sex or any form of sexual um, interaction between two people or more, actually? Um. I feel like then that's not rape, that's sexual harassment or sexual assault. Um, like if, like if, and I do think that sexual assault is very normalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the I think this is the problem with the rape and sexual assault chat. The reason why people want to say everything, everything is rape is because it's like so many things are normalized that should have never been normalized in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so then if we say, oh no, there's a gray area to this whole situation, then we're given that leeway for people that rape to be like, ah, but then we can blur the lines in the Mm -hmm. situation, you know? And it's given leeway for people that feel like I was so uncomfortable with what happened um, to feel like, I cannot speak out about this because A, I let them in the first place or B, I was drunk or all these other things that we then put on people like, what were you wearing? Were you drunk? Mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, E, you know? And so we're just trying to say to remove all that, everything that the person didn't feel good about is rape, right? That's so true. But if we speak about it, is that realistic? Like, what if I enjoy drunk sex? Like, just just randomly. Like, what if I actually want to or my partner and I continuously have drunk sex and now it's a thing of, okay, drunk sex is rape. Like you said in the beginning, it's more, it starts with the conversation between you between the two and the people. person you use. Yes. So, 
if you had this conversation and you said, you know what, no, when I'm drunk, it's okay, we can do this, I like it, whatever, whatever the situation is, mm. honestly, it shouldn't be considered as rape because rape doesn't, the conflict begins when people try to force you to go with the definition of the term instead of, of what you term. feel as a person. So mm. people define rape as, you know, uh, they forced you and it was not, they, they forced you so it is rape but then whereas in waterfall um say say like yeah so whatever it is you had a, you had a conversation like you know what i like it when you force me or whatever whatever your conversation with that person could be and you won't view it as rape but then society will be like no it's rape because it did this and that and then and that and that and that or it could be vice versa you you say no this is rape and then the person says and then the society says no, it wasn't rape because of one, two, three, and rape is this. So, the whole issue with rape and why it is so so much of a big deal today is because people confuse themselves with the definition and how they feel as a person. Because as much as there's a definition for it, you also should know whether or not you consider it as rape. And no, I'm not trying to normalize false accusations or whatever but i'm just saying no Mm. like that i guess how is society enforcing change for okay we've drawn away from using the word victims but people who have been sexually assaulted raped or have been victims of gender-based violence i'm gonna say that then i do think that society fails them um and i do think that um, our justice system fails them. I feel like somebody, even like our justice system, I I don't even want to speak on it. You know, it's like you get robbed. Simple things like you get robbed, and the cops mm-hmm. will come to your house in the morning and say it's really early. I need coffee or something like that. They'll mm-hmm. flirt with you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like you're here to protect me. If you're the one flirting with me in my house. Who who should I look to in situations like this, you know? And I think that we often neglect the fact that most people who are in positions of power are the rapists, mm. you know? Mm. Um, and so it's like, when will they then work against rapists when they know that this system favors them as a rapist? Because if mm. I then try to get justice for rape victims it means that i am also going to land up in jail for all the things that i've done Mm. you know so Mm -hmm. our justice system stands in favor of rapists and i i i I don't want to like this is fully my opinion again before (laughs) anything happens but i feel like most men in power and that's why we have so many tv shows you know just making Mm -hmm. it seem like men in power rape men in power why is it that men in power can never be with just one woman you know that's so true it's it's all about using women to attain that power and using sex and using basically the s and p's you know and using money and so then um obviously then rape factors into that a lot and a lot of men cannot accept that the men around them could be rapists. Something weird like Ronaldo. Ronaldo's been accused of rape six times now. If I'm mm-hmm. six or seven, I think. I think seven now. And it's like, no matter what, because of what he does, 
in a separate society, in the soccer society, everybody's going to continue to support him. And probably it has been proven, but his coaches have decided that he's too much, he's much more an asset. He's too much mm-hmm. of an asset to mm-hmm. be let go of for something that they view so small, being rape. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I do, I, I don't think that the justice system does anything for victims at all. I don't want to lie to you. I don't think the justice system does anything. That's why I said I don't want to speak on them. But I guess because for a lot of the people that I know, it's failed them. I can't see it six, like helping anybody. Sex is a tool to attain power or sex, sex is something used by people who felt like they didn't have power in a young age. Like if you think about the SMPs, right? You know what the SMPs are, mm-hmm. right? They're sex, money, power, right? Ooh, and okay. a lot of mm-hmm. men measure their worth in their SMPs, mm-hmm. right? And so if I don't have money, then I'm not that great. If I can't have sex with 20 women a day, then I'm not that great, you know? Um, And so usually when rape, like when somebody rapes, it's not even about having sex with you. It's about asserting their dominance. Mm-hmm. It's about saying, um, you will, you will see me, you know, mm-hmm. you will not um, disregard me again. And it's usually men that were, either overlooked in their childhoods or Mm. were abused too in their childhoods. So to say, Mm. I am reclaiming my power, number one, or number two, I want to be seen and you will finally see me as women, you know? That's true. And so I do think that a lot of people, that's why I've always felt like rape can't be about sex. And that's why I spoke about non-consensual sex consensual sex and sex and sex and sex and a lot of sex because I feel like a rapist is somebody on a power like struggle mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, a normal because if you think about it no normal person can get on top of somebody as they scream and they cry and they shout and they kick and they That's actually so enjoy having sex with that person you know That's so true. Um, yeah I think it's about the fact that that person is screaming and crying and, and et cetera, et cetera, that gives you that kick because you're like, I have so much power over them. Um, I am in control of their feelings in this very moment. They don't know. I dictate everything that's about to happen to them. So just to get a better understanding, so you're saying it's more on a mental note than it is on a physical one or a sexual mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I agree with you fully. Um, And the problem with this is that also a lot of people feel like not a lot is being done while others feel like no, enough is being done. You know, justice systems are doing enough, whatever. Mm. And so how or what should justice systems and societies, what what should they do then? What should we do? Because we're part of society, yeah. So what what should we do? I think that a lot of things start with education. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. And so... So when you mentioned um, rape victims, you said... You said the word victim is a subjective point of view. So what yeah. do you mean? 
what do you mean by saying it's subjective um it's exactly like this conversation we're having now um i do think that like a lot of people have been raped but the term victim that's why i said the term victim is so it's so yeah it's like when you say you're a victim i immediately feel sympathy Mm. you know a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't want that sympathy factor it's just like okay yes i got raped here's the situation but i don't want you to feel bad for me i don't want you to think i'm still in that so it's about the connotation of the word and not what it actually means what it actually means yes that i understand and what would you say the cause of the problem of rape and GBV would be? I think that a lot of people think it's about sex, but I think it's about power. Mm. I, I think that we don't realize that a lot of times sex is a tool to attain power. Mm-hmm. A lot of... what I want to get this term. A lot of cases that go undealt with is because of the miseducation and the mindset that exists in society, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the physical abuse that goes towards women. It's like, have you ever been to like the, the darker parts of the world? Like not the cities where there's lights and, you know, like when you go Mm -hmm. to KZN, right? Mm -hmm. You get a whole different feel of people and how Mm -hmm. they view things and what they think should happen, you know, even in places like KZN, when somebody gets raped, it's, it's a thing of, they could know, they could have proof, but they would still be like, no, we're ignoring it, you know, um, because Mm of that, that belief that a woman's body belongs to a man. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I do think that if a lot of people were educated about, these things they would be much more avoidable you know because i do believe that the best way in is through and that is education i really 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 believe in letting people's minds change and i think that when there's a change in mindset there's a change in action you know i can convince Mm. you to not do something every single day in the sense that i tell you a better action or I hit you every single day but as soon as I educate you on why you shouldn't do what you're doing then you're more likely to not do it then Mm. yeah that's true so when you said that for okay when it comes to rape where it's male on female it's mostly about a mental issue they have usually power Mm -hmm. what happens if it's the other way around then what is the cause for that thing? I do think that with women who abuse men, it's also power. I do think that it's usually women who are abused as children. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually because we are women, so we naturally as a species exist with much more compassion than men. We, and we have a nurturing nature. Then we wouldn't have the instinct to hurt somebody you know like i wouldn't want to go and rape somebody as a woman because that is my like it's in our nature it's imprinted in us but for the women that do it's from this 
serious lack of compassion from other women, you know, mm. and mm-hmm. the serious lack of seeing what a woman is that makes them end up doing that to men because they also feel like their woman, their womanhood is dependent on their ability to have power over a man because what's greater than power over the most powerful beings in our society now with issues like gender-based violence and rape throughout the past years we have noticed how social media has taken a, a huge trend in posting and spreading awareness about rape gender-based violence and murders done by males on females would you say that this form of spreading awareness the form being social media Mm -hmm. is it helpful i think that social media is the most effective tool in spreading anything Mm -hmm. you know uh we always think about a world before social media like mm-hmm. like if you think about it things like wars do you think a war would have started if we had social media you know because there's so much reach and with the mm-hmm. click of a button i can speak to the next person propaganda doesn't work on people that can speak to a million people True. you know propaganda yeah. only works on us when it's a few of us and it's like 10 of us and we are all speculating in our little circle you know even like Mm -hmm. when you think about school settings every environment it's like when you are all sitting in your different little groups you have a thousand discussions you come up with a thousand conspiracy theories you know but once you all come together you're like whoa that was all wrong Mm -hmm. you know and so i do think that social media is an effective tool in spreading awareness I just don't think it's an effective tool in actually helping anybody. You know? Mm-hmm. But I do think that a lot of people have been educated about rape as per social media. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't know that there was such a thing as con- consent mm-hmm. being revoked. A lot of people didn't know that um, drunk sex is considered rape. A lot of people didn't even know about statutory rape. Mm-hmm. you know people only know what the allo textbook teaches us and to be honest that's basically nothing that's you know so and so like i can personally attest to the fact that social media teaches me so much every day i'm mind blown you know from the little things like how to make your jeans fit your waist to big mm-hmm. things like how to then carry out something after you've been raped I sometimes wonder if, like, for people who who haven't been sexually assaulted as yet, or people who have been sexually assaulted already, mm-hmm. when they think about it happening again, do mm. they think to themselves, will I speak out about it or not? And why mm. or why not? You know, mm, ironically, I'm always watching something that relates to this. <laughs> Yesterday, my mom was watching something about a girl who was a... But yeah. I do understand why nobody comes out about it. Also, after you've been raped or sexually assaulted, for some odd reason, you feel guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like without fail, 
you feel guilt. The first emotion you feel is guilt. It's like, I can't tell anybody about this. This is so shameful. This is, you know. Mm. And a lot of people come out about it, but a lot of people feel, yes, I just got a better word for it. Shame. You know, instead of pain, you just feel like a lot of mm, uncomfortability with yourself instead of that person that did that. A girl who was a rape victim and got raped three times after that. Mm -hmm. Right. And the first time she reported it, she called the cops immediately Mm -hmm. and they went to go do a rape kit. But when she reported it, the lady, the police, yeah, who was taking her statement, kept on repeating, like, no, you guys are naughty, and then you want us to feel sorry for you once you get raped, you know, mm-hmm. and then you waste our time when you come here, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and at that time, the statement has been taken right next to the people that raped her. Um, oh and so then... The next time she gets raped, she doesn't report it. She just goes to do a rape kit and to check is she pregnant, does she have any STDs, blah, 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 because she just now knows the entire drill. Mm-hmm. And she's, the doctor urges her to report, but she says she's not going to. She says because, firstly, the experience, the first time you get raped, was excruciating. And then mm-hmm. to get to the police station and that type of treatment, it's... It puts you off and makes you never want to report it again because it Mm -hmm. makes it sound like it's your fault that you got raped, you know. Mm -hmm. And then the rape kit itself is very uncomfortable for somebody who's just been in pain from that action to now have to be in pain again, you know, Mm -hmm. from someone shoving something up their vagina again. And so a lot of people that have reported rape the first time say they would never do it again because of the backlash from society if you think about it, a lot of us like remember last year it wasn't last year it was this year when i did that expose on my status of those two guys i was like one takes mm-hmm. advantage of uncles and one one of the guys i know said that i'm doing that because something along the lines of he played that gen played me right i remember that which story, i yes. found so odd because why would i come out about somebody doing that because they played me how do those things have any relation to one another you know and so for Mm -hmm. me it was like oh my gosh if i ever know about somebody doing this to somebody again i am never going to speak out about it again Mm -hmm. because instead of the kind words or whatever it was everybody was like oh really he is you know this is so surprising and then it's like after that when i tell you it is true instead of being like i'm so sorry um i'll stop speaking to him it's the doubt towards me you know Mm. and with the other guy that i exposed you saw the backlash that happened to the other girls um it's all over twitter it's all over instagram it's all over every social media platform she goes to because people tend to gravitate toward more towards believing the rapist than the victim and i don't Mm. know why and I don't know why that's the immediate reaction, but for me, it's just made me feel like I would never report if I got raped. And this is probably why a lot of people don't report it when they do. And the sad thing is that majority of this backlash comes from women. Mm. Mm. And it's just like, 
Mm. They tell you things like, mm, but you know, Basi, you're always, you know, just talking about random stuff. I'm like, dude, does rape sound like a random thing to say on my status for no reason? You know, but that's a very aggravating topic for me. Thank you so much, Sebasi, for joining me today and having such a wonderful conversation with me. I feel like it was wonderful and I hope that my viewers, not viewers, listeners feel the same because the questions that were asked, they're always asked but never answered. Thank you and you know, we hope to hear from you soon again. Thank you for having me. And next time, I'm going to come with a friend because she <laughs> wants to extend on this topic. I have a lot to say. <laughs> I have a lot to say. Okay. Um, but mm. thank you so much for having me. And yes. I'll see you here next time, Asanda's subscribers. So the BBW phrase for of the day is, am I next? It is constantly being asked, be it in protests, social media posts, whatever it is. People are, okay, let me not say people, let me say females are always asking, am I next? Because it's happening to so many people around us that we start questioning whether we are next or what's going to happen. We start having this anxiety of, okay, so today, today's another day, am I going to go through it without any troubles or am I going to be next? You know, it's something that's always in a woman and any female's mind, you know. The Netflix suggestion for the day is unbelievable. It is a nice series. Okay, it's not a nice series. It's actually very, it's, oh, it's depressing, you know? But I say nice in terms of tackling this social issue. So I suggest that you go watch it. Thank you for listening once again. And um, hope, to see you soon, hope to see you soon on the next episode of Becoming a Black Woman.